We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm Steve Perez, joined as always by Dusty Evely, Sarah Kelleher. Guys, it's another loss. Um, not pretty. But before we jump into the game, uh, let's talk. How are you guys? feeling how's life going for you sarah how's the weather in florida are you doing it's still warm down there yeah it's still warm it's you know 70s at night 80s during the day so it's it's cooler if you want to say that um we've had a couple random days you know at night where it gets in the 60s or when i walk uh to my car in the mornings you know there's a little chill in the air and it's nice but no it's not. It's not good. I'm, <laughs> the 60s and it's a little chilly in the air. Ooh, hey, I got to take what I can get. But, you know, other than that, doing well. Packers lost. That sucked. But I actually thought they looked better than they have been. This is not a good team. We know that. And they looked less bad than they have been in the last few weeks. So I'll take it. It seemed like there were some improvements really all around. And you know, that, that's what we have to hope for. We're, that's, we're at the stage where we know this team isn't going to make the playoffs or, or do anything significant. And, you know, personally, I don't, I'm not one of the people that loves cheering for a team to tank. So I'm like, well, if they can improve, then that's all I need to see for now. Yeah, I'm doing good. It's it's colder here. I think it's about 35, 36 right now. Oh, geez. Our, our highs are in like <laughs> the low 50s, high 40s. It's it's my time of year, man. This is just absolutely Jealous. my time of year. I love this time of year. Feels like fall. Uh, it should, I guess. We're moving through. No- we're in November <laughs> at this point. Midway through November, finally. I knew. I, like, I knew Steve was gonna I, have a well, comment. It was eighty. It like, feels like fall. Well, no it, was, shit. it was eighty like a week ago. So I'm thankful that it's cooling down. And yeah, I, listen, I <laughs> I like Steve that you missed like the. <laughs> the one episode of the past like month that they actually won, so you didn't get to just talk about a win. Uh, I mean, come so, on, I'm angry all the time, so I mean, it makes sense quite a bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, you just I, I can't, I got to maintain my anger. I can't carry this through the whole season if they win occasionally. So, yeah, overall, I'm with Sarah. Um, I I enjoyed watching the game. Frustrating at times, but it was a 
kind of a fun watch despite the despite the outcome. And it's been, I don't know, I'm a little more hopeful for the rest of the season that at the very least we got a baseline of perhaps watchable, competent football. So I'm that's that's what I'm looking forward to now. I I really appreciate the fact that neither of you listen to me when I say, how are you doing? We're not talking about the game just yet. So, you know, the first Did you intro us? Yes, yes. The first (laughs) thing on news and notes is, like, let's talk about the game. Well, we did say how we were doing, and then we went into the game. So Mm -hmm. we did both. Well, no, no, no. You're welcome. So it was supposed to be, Mm -hmm. Sarah, how are you doing? Dusty, how are you Uh doing? Let's talk about the Packers-Steelers game. And then you both just skipped that and, like... All right. Do you guys want to just jump right into the fact of the practice? We're doing your job for you. Sign? You're mad about it. We're we're talking about the game. We're getting I'm there here without again. You. Like you guys don't need to do my job. I'm here. Like I know I missed last but, week because we, my daughter was I, having some issues sleeping. And I, and I, I know we did that, a pretty that good really job though. I think we did a good job doing your job. Honestly, me. Yeah. I mean, you know, you guys do a, a serviceable job whenever oh. you replace me. But thanks, Steve. Yeah. You know. Is there what any- a start! What a yeah. start! Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just annoyed by the fact that you guys do. Is this the I- quickest we've ever gotten in an argument? We're three minutes and fifty. Do I restart the episode? the episode? Should I hit restart <laughs> on the recording? No, no, it's good. This is what people expect from us. This is exactly. I mean, yes, like Sarah said, it's probably a little early for it to be off the rails, but you know. Uh, all right. Well, I guess. How about this? Is there one thing that you guys took away from this game, like? Uh, a key factor, like something you liked, something you didn't like, eh, positive, negative, whatever you want to take away, but like one big thing that you took away from the game, Dusty. I like, and I mentioned this, I think last week, it's something we've seen for a couple weeks kind of leading up to this now, is the emphasis early in the season of Jordan Love to put air under the ball. It seems like he's kind of scrapping that. They're getting away from that a little bit. So he's putting those deep throws a little more on a line. We know he's got the arm for it. We know he's got the ability to do that. And either he's throwing those more on a line. I think there's there's more accuracy there. So this is kind of as the season's gone on, you want to see progress, but you also want to see tweaks in the approach, both in terms of like, how you how you're attacking the other team, how the how the guys on your team are playing, who you're giving playing time to, but also these things like this is okay. We tried putting the air under the ball; it wasn't working. Let's go back to what you're comfortable with. And I think we saw. I mean, this past week was the best his deep ball has looked all season. Uh, still off a little bit, but way better than it has been. So I think that's something that I've, I was kind of looking forward to and seemed like they were slowly phasing into. And I was I was excited seeing that uh, he had that big that touchdown to uh, Reed was on a line. Like it was a beautiful throw. He drove that sucker. And so, I mean, he's, he'd been moving that way. So that's one, my big takeaway from this game is it seems like they're kind of moving back to that. It's been, it's looked good so far. Sarah, what about you? Yeah, for me, I think there were some improvements on the offensive line. Zach Tom in particular played really well, which was good to see. And, um, that, that was an area, you know, Jordan Love was having a hard time because there was just not good protection. And, you know, TJ Watt, not not an easy person uh, to block and go against. And the Packers did pretty well. I know he he got there. It broke few, broke through, my goodness, a few times. That was a mouthful. <laughs> so I was I was pleased with that and thought that that was something that they could continue to build on and just, you know, basically – lead into what Dusty said, let Jordan Love air it out a bit more. And I think he feels more comfortable doing that, obviously, when he's getting good protection. And I would say it just it it felt like they trusted the the coaching staff trusted Jordan Love more this game. Like they let him sling the ball around a little bit more, like medium medium passes, deep passes. Um 
it just kind of felt like he had a little bit more control of the game than I've seen in the last several weeks. Uh, they weren't doing like all the stupid, you know, first and 10, second and 10, third and 10, like just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Like they, they let him actually throw some, you know, some outs, some, you know, medium crossers. Like I still don't think they're using Christian Watson the right way. That's a, that's another takeaway from me is I, I really don't like, and maybe Dusty can speak to this more. Um, and I know, I know the Watson family is taking heat on Twitter right now uh, for backing up their son, brother, uh, whatever. But man, maybe maybe you can talk a little bit more about this. But like, it just doesn't seem like they're putting him in great positions. Like, with if Patrick Peterson's running with him like that, I I don't know. To me, it just it didn't seem like they were utilizing him well this game. Yeah, I mean, I've not looked done a full. This is something I've been meaning to do, and I've not done yet. Look at the routes he's run throughout the course of the year. Uh, but last year, I know when he was really cooking, it was a lot of those, like you said, those intermediate, those deep crossers, get the ball in his hands in space as he's run across the field and let him run away from guys. And they've been more of a kind of go ball, deep ball merchant a little bit more this year. And they've got concepts that where you can use him on those crossers as kind of like a distraction or also the first read. And we haven't seen much of those since like week one or week two yet, because yeah. for the most part, they are they're sending him on go balls which he still is having issues Dobbs as well getting off the, not only just getting off the line but getting kind of bullied down the field and so they're kind of squeezed to the sideline a little bit yeah. and then you're throwing up jump balls for him which he clearly they don't do like well. he should be better at those <laughs> he's not but they keep putting him in the position to do that so it does feel like a if he's not good at that you need to find a different role for him and so I'm, i keep waiting for that as well a little more crossers and we just haven't we haven't seen that yet i just i'm waiting because, for that I mean, to happen wouldn't it wouldn't it make sense to give him like a jet sweep, like a reverse, um, put him in the backfield, some like screens, like what the hell? Like give they've him- got this, they've got this thing they've been doing with that little cheat motion, like that quick in, quick out motion. They've uh-huh. been running the past few weeks. It's like this quick in motion, and then he just continues. And they've done it with I think Reed has been the main guy, and they'll just run and they'll release him, and he'll run like a three yard drag across the field. That's one of those, you get Watson on that, he's up to full speed at the snap, and he's running a three-yard drag, and you hit him in the middle of the field on a short throw, and then he could potentially take that to distance. That seems like a, you should be running him on that two to three times a game. And whether or yep. not he's targeted, I don't know, because that's like the jet sweep, but like a slightly vertical version of that. That kind of okay. stuff that they've been showing, that feels perfect for Christian Watson. They've just, they have not used him in that role. I just I keep waiting for it, because they did it last year. I know they've got it in them. They just haven't been doing it so far. Yeah. It seems like force feeding him the ball when he's not, when he doesn't deserve the ball is kind of what it feels like. Right it now. felt like this past week they're trying to get him going on yeah. stuff, which I enjoyed, yeah. but then it just, he just went back to go balls. I'm like, well, that's yeah. not how you get him going. <laughs> and he's not selling people on double moves. So, yeah, it no. wasn't, uh, wasn't great. Uh, news and notes wise, the Packers did pick up a practice squad player, linebacker Austin Azike. We don't know too much about him. Um, Probably don't need to spend too much time talking about him, but just so you guys know, was added today. But what we always do, we are going to talk about the Packers' offense versus the opponent's defense this week, which is the San Diego. Uh, oh, sorry, Los Angeles oh, Chargers. Los Angeles. Oh, right there with you, Los right Angeles Chargers. Um, so. Uh, Sarah, we'll start with you. One thing you're looking for from the Packers offense versus the defense. Yeah. So, you know, chargers are four and five Packers, three and six Packers are three point underdogs going into this one. 
Chargers just lost to the Lions. Packers obviously just lost to the Steelers, so both kind of itching for a win. This Chargers team is straight up unpredictable. They obviously have a good quarterback and they have some some weapons and you know with Eckler and Keenan Allen, but Brandon Staley is gonna Brandon Staley. And that defense, even though they, they have some guys that they just look lost sometimes. Um, you know, last week against the Lions, they gave up over five hundred yards of offense, two hundred on the ground and three thirty-three in the air. So um and you know here we go again another week that according to ESPN the team the Packers playing the team that the Packers is playing is the second worst defense in the NFL so we we've heard this before and it hasn't gone well but I'm hopeful that the Packers can can maybe uh, at least put up another good fight like they did against the Steelers uh, on Sunday so the one thing I'm going to be looking for is the run game just you know really get that going and and go at them. LaFleur has said over and over and over again, and he stressed it again after this weekend, that they need to get better. So, so just do it. We just saw that the Lions ran all over the Chargers. And, you know, the Chargers are weak in several areas on defense, but they're already lacking confidence after, you know, giving up that many yards. And why not get A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones cooking a little bit more. A.J. Dillon had a career-long run, like 40 yards over the weekend, and I saw that. um, He high-stepped. It was amazing. Yeah, he high-stepped, and um, Zunvowski tweeted that he reached 18.88 miles per hour on the run. So more of that. Let's see more of that. Um, And would love to just be able to, to get that going against the Chargers this week. Yeah, and for me, I'm looking more passing game. I've got uh, Chargers are... (laughs) Uh, it's some of the defensive stuff. I was gonna say, like, this looks dire, but at the same time, I don't know that the Packers are gonna be able to, to, to get all of this. But let's just run down some of these. Chargers bottom half of the league in yards after the catch allowed and yards after contact allowed. So get them moving laterally. They've been missing a lot of tackles, and they'll give up yards after the catch. And then after they hit you, receivers are usually not going to go down. So you've got a lot of opportunities for yards after the catch, whether you're hit or not. Beyond that, they are 29th in total pressure. 25th in pressure rate, which is 32.6%. Uh, they are, I think, 29th. I didn't write this down. 29th, I think, in sack rate or so, oh, total sacks, which is insane because Khalil Mack had six sacks in one game, and they're still like 29th in the league in total sacks. They're not good game to game. Um, for reference, the Steelers, who they just Packers just faced and did pretty well against from a pass protection standpoint, are ninth uh, in terms of pressure rate. And so, again, Chargers 25th. So hopefully Love should have a little bit of time back there. And he can, they'll have a lot of time to hopefully pick up a lot of chunk games. The, the gains, the Chargers, a 30th in the league at giving up explosive plays in the passing game was 65. They have 58, 15.8% explosive play rate in the passing game, which is 31st in the league, only behind Cincinnati. So they're one of the worst teams in the league at, at giving up explosive plays, um, which means you, you can gun against them and they can't pressure you. The big thing here. They're eighth in press coverage. They play press coverage like 60% of the time. And so you can, you can get basically, you can get yards after the catch. They will give up explosives. You can attack those safeties. Um, Love's done a really good job manipulating safeties on some of those deep routes. They will give up some big plays, but they got to be able to get off press coverage. They're going to press them on the edges. And that's something that like everyone pretty much struggles against on this team. I think Jaden Reed has shown some stuff. Dobbs every now and then will show some stuff. But this is not a team that gets off of press very much. So that, that's going to be the big thing. If the Packers show early, they have a plan, a lot of that cheap motion, depending on the, how they attack, where they attack, who, what they're trying to get guys open. 
out of stacks, bunches, a lot of that stuff to try to get a free release, they're going to have to go with because they don't really have anyone that consist, uh, consistently beat that man coverage or press coverage. So that's going to be something to watch for, for sure. Yeah, my my initial reaction when you were saying all of that was, I mean, I wish this was video so everybody could see me going like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a solid reaction. <laughs> They're great at press coverage. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, that's not good. <laughs> we suck at that. <laughs> um, honestly, like, I, Jordan Love. Like, this is the thing I'm going to continue to watch is, you know, he, he had some some clunkers of games. I think that was a lot to do with the offensive line um, in the middle of the season. And now he's put together two, good, two really, really solid games. Uh, even PFF, which, you know, eh, don't know if I trust all their ratings, everything like that. But they said he, he was very, very good in the last two games. And so we've talked, you know, Mike McCarthy stacking successes and, you know, all those types of terminologies, whatever, but yeah, I absolutely want to see him do it again. I want to see him do it again. I want him to see deliver on the deep balls. I want him. Uh, I even sent you guys something that was very, I thought was really interesting. It was a couple of minutes from Dan Orlovsky on the Pat McAfee show, but it was just talking about how he did do really well in those deep balls, but there's things that he can really improve on, on like the intermediate routes of putting the ball in the right place. Um, that will take, gains of three yards and turn them into eight, nine yards, 15 yards, like putting the ball in the right spot on the run and catch, as opposed to the receiver having to reach back or down or whatever. And so it was just, it was pretty fascinating, but um, just seeing him continually improve. Like I think those struggles were obvious to everybody, but he's fought through them. He's continued to play well and I want to see it again. I want to see him do it again for the next six weeks. I don't expect the Packers to win. I don't expect them to win in the next three weeks. Uh, but I want to see them fight. And I want to see them figure out ways to win. For this young team, they're close. They're really close all the time. And I want them. I want that thing to click in their head. So next year, they're going to be really good. They're going to be able to have these close games and be like, all right, we got this. It's not a, oh, crap, we're behind. We got to we gotta go score a touchdown. Oh, no. Like, they don't have that mentality. They're like, no, we've done this. We got it. We can take care of this. Like, that's what I want to see this team learn and grow and, and you know, still lose so they have the better traffic. But <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I really, really want to see from this team. So... Um, all right, we got some uh, some good questions here from the Twitter land. Well, I don't know if they're good, but they're questions. Uh, oh, they're... no. <laughs> I couldn't get through the first three questions, Sarah. But Yeah, there it. was a lot of lot of anger pre-show. Yeah. <laughs> People were channeling their inner Steve during this uh, during these <laughs> questions, so I appreciate it. They knew I was coming back for this for today, so uh, they, they definitely brought it. First one's from Josh. Would you guys want to see Grant De- Grant DeBose get elevated for a game and take on that Heath Torre role? Do, do Heath and Torre even have a role right now? Uh, Heath runs slowly and that doesn't catch anything. But but then Torre ran fast and didn't catch anything. So kind of. Okay. Kind of. Okay. Uh, it's not many snaps at all. <laughs> but I would be very interested to see what he can do in those snaps. Dusty, I, go ahead. <laughs> I like. Let me take over. You sit down, Steve. Just go. Uh, I liked Debose. I liked what I saw of him, but no, 
no, I, I listen, Heath is, I think Heath is a guy who in like three years of everything breaks, right. Could be fine. I don't need to see any more Toure. I just need to see more wicks. Like I could don't want the Bozan. Could be fine. Uh, like Liz, like that's like I think Heath's ceiling is Alan Lazard. Is oh, basically God. like that's like oh, that's his ceiling no. ceiling. Uh, I, they hate I, him in New York. <laughs> so bad. I to be fair, I don't think he likes them either. So that's I think true. it all kind of works out. Yeah, I just want I want more wicks. I want more of like the young guys who have shown promise. I want to mm-hmm. see more of those guys. I don't I don't need to see. Depose right now. Okay. Uh, next one is from Anfer, our uh, resident really, really mad Packer fan. Uh, he's got a three-part question. So, as of now, what would you do? A, drafting a... Oh, boy. Uh, drafting a quarterback in the first round. Maybe by trading back into the first using a Jets slash Bills pick. B, committing to the same mistake the Giants did with Jones and go into next season with Love on a last year of his contract without a plan B. And C, give Love $40 million a year. I feel like there's more answers there. Nope. But Sarah, let's let's start with you. Where would you where would you go out of these three answers? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Packers are going to stick with love next season and see how it goes. They obviously believe in him. So if I had to pick one of these choices, it would be B, I guess. Um, And I think they don't really have a plan B because they are kind of putting all their eggs in the Jordan Love basket and hoping it works out. But there have been flashes. We've talked about the flashes and that, you know, Steve just said it. the Packers are able to learn and do things. They could be a legitimately decent team next year, but it just depends on whether some of that translates over. So I guess if I had to do something right now with BB, I wouldn't really say it's a mistake in the Packers instance though. Well, say the, the giants mistake was not that fact that they rolled with Jones in the last year, the fact that what their mistake was, they, they let him roll Barkley into the-, the bag. And then, yeah. Well, they but, had him in that last year, and then they like they they fluked their way. They were not a good team, but they fluked their way into the playoffs and got a playoff win. And then thought we need to pay Daniel Jones a whole lot of money when like that was a bad decision to do. Yeah. Having Daniel Jones going to that last year is not bad. The, what came after is bad. And if you right. feel like you're forced into that, it's fine. So I, if, out of these decisions, I'm taking two. I'm going A and B. I'm taking a quarterback in the first round. If the Packers are <laughs> Choose one. I'll take two. No, I refuse. (laughs) Listen, if it's one, I'm I'm rolling Sarah's route. I'm going B. I'm going with Love. I'm saying I'm rolling the dice. What does Love have next year? I don't care if he's not under contract. If he balls out, cool. Pay him. If he he is under contract next year, no, I'm saying like you let him go under next year without like without Uh, renewing the contract. If he balls out, and you think it's real, you give him more money. If not, you franchise him or you figure it out after that. You don't make a huge mistake. You don't compound the mistake by letting him walk, luck in into some wins, and he doesn't look any better, and then pay him money. Um, but really, I mean, I think I think drafting a quarterback, obviously there's there's the big two. It's Caleb Williams and Drake May at the top of the uh, top of the first round. But a guy like if, if Penix is there, Penix out of Washington is there, like mid-first round, I take a swing at a guy like Penix and say, all right, man, love, you're sitting here. We do not have, you know, we're not going to give you any more money. You see what you have with Penix, and then you just, you roll with it. If love is bad next year, you roll with Penix or you see what the draft is like that next year. Like that's, that's what I would do. I just, what I would not do is go into next year, not have love under contract, 
luck into 11 wins off a fluky season and then say, that means we need to pay love $45 million a year, like, <laughs> even if he's not good. That's the mistake. It's not, it's not rolling into next year without him with a new contract. Oh, and I don't do pay him $40 million a year. I absolutely do not do that right now. <laughs> you pay him 45 45 45 50 absolutely. <laughs> it gives him more confidence. The more money you give him, the more confidence he has. Um, yeah, I hate the thought of drafting a first-round quarterback right now. I just – there's so many holes on this team. There's so many places that need to be built. And I get it. You're trying to figure out if Jordan Love is the the guy f- that's going to lead this team. Like, we don't know that yet. But, I mean, if you are sitting there – right now the Packers are at six. And there's potential. Like, there, there's legit potential for them to lose the next three games straight up. Like, just sitting there at three and nine, potentially in a top, like, three or four pick. Um I can't, I, I, unless they can get Drake May or Caleb Williams, somehow the, they fall, then okay. Like, that's really – if they if the Packers believe that those are the savior guys, okay, do it. But outside of that, like, give me a rock star that's going to be on the field for 10 years straight. Like, that's who I want. Like, whether it's a left tackle, whether it's Marvin Harrison Jr., whether, you know – there's multiple guys that at the top of that list that could go. And so, no, I don't want the quarterback um, unless you're getting one of those two just studs straight up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think I think there's, there's a way to go here where if Jordan Love plays well, he signs like a Aaron Rodgers just deal, $20 million a year as a, like, I don't think he's going to sit there and be like, I'm going to go on the open market and I'm going to get 40. Nobody's going to do that for him right now. Nobody. So the fact that like that's it's either A or B or C, like, no, I think there's a lot more that goes into that question. But, um, but yeah, I get it. So next one, Ed Stack. During the preseason, <laughs> we saw flashes of talent. From Emmanuel Wilson and wide receiver Malik Heath. Neither player has seen the field much so far. What is their outlook for the rest of the season? Uh, food, What fav- what's your favorite way to cook a turkey, oven roasted, smoked, or deep fried? So, Sarah, we're going to go right to you for this one about um, Emmanuel Wilson and Malik Heath. So I, I'm not going to lie. When I'm in the middle of Packer season, I don't always eat the best. It's by far my busiest time of year. I don't have a ton of time to make healthy meals. And because of that, I end up eating a lot of unhealthy foods. And when I'm not eating healthy, my digestive system doesn't always feel the best. And I end up feeling less focused, more stressed. And it just feels like my immune system is fighting with an arm behind its back. That's why I tried AG1. I was tired of being tired and I was tired of being unfocused and I needed to kickstart my immune system and increase my energy. And when I started drinking AG1 daily, I could feel the difference in my digestive health and my daily energy. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop includes probiotics for gut support, B vitamins for energy, and zinc to help support my immune health. And that's why Packaday is proud to be sponsored by AG1. 
AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash packaday. That's drinkag1.com slash packaday. Check it out. Cue the dramatic music. We have a public service announcement. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's the most revolutionary ball trimmer the world has ever seen. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand new performance package 5.0 Ultra. Featuring the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, we're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultrasphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code PACKADAY. High-tech for low places, Manscaped. Personally, Manscaped is my go-to for all of my grooming needs. Manscaped has some crazy technology that helps prevent nicks, cuts, snags, and tugs in all those ultra-sensitive places. I also personally recommend the Crop Soother Aftershave Lotion that just makes the entire experience so much better. In an area that you have to have trust, I trust Manscaped, and you should too. Right now, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. I can promise you've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship, so get yours today from our folks over at Manscaped. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. I've had so much fun making prize picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah, the the outlook is that there probably isn't an outlook. Um, I don't think that they're going to see the field much. I feel like the Packers are working with the guys that we are seeing week in and week out, and they are trying to just improve every week. I feel like I've repeated myself over and over again, but that's really what I think it's as simple as that. And I don't really see these two guys getting much more. Um, you know, nor, he nor mentioned that. They. Yeah, you know, I was just going to say he mentioned that we've seen flashes from them, but we've seen flashes from some of these other guys who I think are better than them. So they're going to want to continue to get more out of them before I think giving Wilson or, or Heath other opportunities. And it really just comes down to that. Um, and then favorite way to cook a turkey. Uh, I'll give like two answers here. So 
how I cook a, tur- a turkey every year is oven roasted just because I, that's the only way I can do it. I don't have the equipment and tools for the other ways, but my favorite turkey would be smoked turkey. I just love the way it tastes. It's absolutely delicious. Uh, if you got, you know, if you have the right seasoning on there, you know, it just really is so, so good. So, but Hey, I, I love Turkey. So I would, I would go for all three. Um, but those would be, <laughs> that's how I cook it every year or help cook it because I'm not the main one prepping it. And then how, if I had to pick which one I'd choose. Yeah, and I, I talked about Heath. I think, I mean, Wilson is somewhat intriguing just because they don't have a, well, I guess technically Aaron Jones under contract for next year, like AJ Dillon, we know is not, if they see enough of him and he's, he's been getting like three to 10 snaps a game and he's fine. I don't think he has the speed that he looked like he had in the preseason. Cause he was playing against like fourth and fifth stringers at that point. He seems mainly fine. So if they want to see what they have in him as potentially like a number two back next year, that's fine. But yeah, I, like I'm with you, Sarah, I think that for the receiver position, Play play the young guys, the guys that you think are going to be like the dynamic, hopefully like core of the future. And I, don't, I think Heath is a complimentary piece at best. So uh, I don't I don't think there's an outlook. I think Wilson Wilson is the guy that's in line to get snaps if there's an injury, um, if there's a major injury in running back. But I I hope we don't see any more of those guys than we have, which is three to ten snaps a game. That's fine. Uh, and yeah, I'll I'll give Sarah's answer here as well. Favorite. My favorite way to cook a turkey is smoked uh, because it's amazing. I got my smoker, throw that outside. It's so easy to do and it tastes amazing. My favorite to eat is deep fried. I don't cook it that way because I'm afraid I will blow myself up. But a deep <laughs> yeah, fried turkey is just it's insane. Scary. <laughs> it, it is a scary sight when you do oh, that. Sure. And I, I, I don't want to ruin fail videos. All those yeah. fail videos. Yeah. People like burning stuff down, burning houses down. I know enough about myself to know that, like, I know how this ends. I'm not, I'm not doing this. That's the well, thing. Yeah, I will you, end up on the internet. Yeah, yeah, and you I have to leave this. it in for a decent amount of time, and I'd just be hangry and want to eat. So I'd be like, all right, let's go. And then I'd pull it out too early, and it would blow up, and it would be really bad. Yeah, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Um, uh, honestly, like, I, I guess I'm a little confused, like, do you really like? I know Ed sent some good questions in before, but I mean, all I want to do, like, I want to see Wicks, I want to see Watson, I want to see Dobbs, I want to see Jaden Reed, I want to see Musgrave. Like, those are guys I want on the field. I want to figure out what this team's going to be looking like. That I, <laughs> I mean, it to me, it's like you guys. Did you guys ever watch Mad Men? Yes. Yeah. When he's in the when he's in the uh, elevator and he's like, I feel bad for you, and he he looks at him and he goes, I don't even think about I don't you. Think about you at all. <laughs> like that's me and Malik Heath. I don't even think about Malik Heath. Like no, I, I no, that's not even somebody I need on the field. No, absolutely not. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess. And then as far as food goes, turkey wise, yeah, smoked is the way to go. A smoked turkey is freaking delicious unbelievable flavors there and uh much to dusty chagrin i have never had deep fried turkey oh, i would love to happen. i would love to I, it's just my family never cooks it that way i've never been around anybody that does so if you're in the milwaukee area and you're <laughs> cooking a deep fried turkey for thanksgiving and you want to send me your address to stop by and just get, you know get like a to-go pack 
then just let me know. I, I will definitely. I uh, really want that to happen, Steve. I want this for you so bad. I want you to try that this year. And then we'll document it all on, on Twitter with uh, mm-hmm. with pictures. So, um, all right, next one we've got totally not Renee. Have you guys seen the killer already? If you were on a deserted island and could only take two Fincher movies with you, which ones would they be and why? So, Dusty, you can explain a little bit more of I, – I didn't even know what the Fincher movies meant, but it's hmm. a – so it's a director. Yeah, David but, Fincher, iconic director. The Killer just came out on Netflix uh, this past week. I think the 10th. It hit theaters and Netflix the same day. So it's this new kind of assassin movie with um, uh, Michael Fassbender. I have not seen it yet. That's on my list of things to watch this week, and I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but yeah, just just absolutely insane run of movies. As we were running through these uh, beforehand, mm-hmm. you guys were like, oh, oh, he You're did that. Right oh. yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> he did that and that and that. Honestly, he doesn't have like a ton of movies, but they're all insane. Um, part of me wanted to cheat and go Mindhunter. Uh, but that's a TV series, so I can't do that because I'm on a deserted island. I don't need to take up time. Zodiac number one with a bullet for me. Like that's like an all time great movie uh, that to me, that's his number one without question. And then two, I, I had a hard time with this. I'm going to go to Fight Club. I'm going to go Fight Club because there's a, there's humor in that. The performances are insane. That's like peak Brad Pitt. Just incredible. I almost went seven and then I pictured myself watching seven. Incredible movie, but grim grim like on a deserted island that's one of the two movies i have brought with me in a deserted island and i don't need that i don't need that so seven got left cutting room four because of that okay sarah what about you uh for me number one is the social network i absolutely love that movie it's in my top tier of movies just in general i've rewatched it several times learned today dusty has never seen it yeah. so shame on you dusty you have homework you know years ago you guys made me watch a movie now you got now it's your turn Sarah's and you revenge. must report back Sarah's uh, revenge. <laughs> That that's going to be his next movie, uh, the title of his next movie. But um, so social network number one, and then Zodiac is number two for me that I agree with everything you said, Dusty. It's just all in all, it's very well made and also just a very, you know, obviously a haunting story. But, you know, the cast is just it's hard to beat that. That's my favorite Ruffalo. My favorite Ruffalo (laughs) performance, I think, is in that movie. Everyone in that cast, I remember the first time I watched that movie, I didn't look at the, you know, the IMBD or anyone who was in it. And I started watching. It was just like, oh, 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 like every <laughs> scene at the beginning. And there's just an A-list actor that comes in. But uh, yeah, he he sure knows how to make some good movies. Um, I <laughs> So I kind of went a different way like i went with like the two of my favorite movies that i really liked and then dusty mentioned like oh if it's on a deserted (laughs) island i don't know how dark i want to be and i was like shit i went with fight club and seven (laughs) yeah i pictured myself i'm just gonna be depressed and angry during the whole time on the deserted island you're already gonna be pretty angry if you're like i got stranded on deserted island i'm gonna be pissed like (laughs) might as well just lean into it and go with those two uh, but I mean, I, like you guys said, Fight Club is just amazing. Like such a good movie, such a f- like mind. Like a, it just messes with your mind. Like all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what just happened here? <laughs> uh, and then same same thing with Seven. Um, just it's so well done. And I mean, I love Brad Pitt, love Morgan Freeman. Like those are just great, great actors. A um, lot of fun to watch. So um, I would say 
I'll stick with it. I'll, I'll say those are my two. Um, and then he's got one more. He said the next three games against the Chargers, Lions, and Chiefs. Take a hit of the hopium. Uh, I don't know if that's something from Aaron Rodgers or not, but uh, and give me the following: surefire loss, the win, and the hey, we might be able to pull this off. So, Dusty, let's start with you. All right. Between those, I'm taking the Chargers for the win. I'll take this weekend for the win uh, because of the defense, basically. Uh, Herbert's on a tear, but I know um, Allen was a little injured. Uh, so, I mean, I think that, that offense will be able to be will be fine. But given the way the Packers are looking, I think they'll hit some big plays. So I'll take the Chargers for the win. I will take the Chiefs for the, hey, we might be able to pull that, this off. It's going to be cold. It's going to be in Green Bay. The Chiefs have not necessarily looked like themselves for large stretches of this year, so they've got a chance there. And the surefire loss is just that drubbing from the Lions is fresh in my mind, and they're coming off a short week. They're hitting Thanksgiving. The Lions are finally good on Thanksgiving. Uh, so I, I think I'm going to take that as the loss, I think. Yeah, if I had to choose, for me, it would be the Chargers surefire – or sorry, Chargers for the win – um, think they have the best chance out of those three teams to beat them. Um, the, Hey, we might be able to pull this off. I went with the lions, um, just because, you know, it's Thanksgiving. You never know what happens. And the lions at times can be very up and down too. Although they're overall very good team that they have their moments. Um, and then as far as surefire loss, I do not feel good about the Chiefs game. Um, I just feel like it could get really ugly. And, you know, Dusty, you mentioned that they haven't been themselves. At some point, they're going to turn into the Chiefs, the, the full Chiefs that, that we all know. And I'm, I'm very scared for when that happens and worry that this Packers defense, who uh, is a bit vulnerable, could be the, the ones that they really start to turn it up against on offense. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Patrick Mahomes apparently wears the same underwear every game day, and that's and just serving the gross, him well. The grossest thing in the world. If I played like him, I probably been would in the How long has he been in the league? He said he washes them sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Just. If I played like Patrick Mahomes, I would just I'd do whatever. Like that seems fine. I was to gonna me. say Patrick Mahomes, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. If that's I what's so working much, for him. I, I'm starting to have a little bit more respect for his wife at this point for the fact that she's like it's just like really the same pair of underwear. I have to watch this one, and then you have to have it for Sunday. Like, okay, dude. I don't think she really cares. They just built a whole compound that literally has a putting green and like a <laughs> mini golf course in it i, I think she probably, she's just she fine. probably doesn't do his laundry right <laughs> they've got the yeah, patrick yeah. mahomes underwear room like he just has one room the dedicated under- to his underwear <laughs> yeah i think that Brittany's he's got doing a okay. washing machine just for the one pair just, of underwear that's the, it it's the furthest building it's like a little nothing else building. touches that pair of underwear just that washing machine <laughs> you're right you're right he's rich he's got it figured out um I'm going to go a different route and say I feel that all three are for are surefire losses. Oh, and yeah, but that wasn't the question. I don't care. <laughs> oh Look, God. I'm rubbing off on him. Look at him. Ignore him. Steve gets question. so mad when so we do this. When we change the question, he gets so mad and calls us out. And then he just did it. He did it to me yeah. earlier this week, but I'm I'm just rolling with it. Hopefully, uh-huh. he, just, he, he lets me get away with it next time. <laughs> no, don't don't count on that. Don't count on that. I don't care. But, this is my this is my get, get out of jail free card. That's what you're doing right now, Steve. <laughs> Next one we got from Matt Pickett. Joe Barry calls you on the phone and says, "Hey, buddy, I'm struggling. I got to keep this job. <laughs> Can you give me some advice on how to make this defense better? What do you say?" 
Food question, what's your best food-related advice? Uh, Sarah, let's start with you. How do we make the defense better? Oh, how do we? First of all, if Joe Barry called me, I'd be pissed that he was calling me just because he pisses me off so much lately. It's Friday night, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, like I'd be like, who is this? And he's like, it's Joe Barry. I'm like, oh, God. Just quit, man. Just quit. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to watch TV. What, what is this? <laughs> um. Anyways, I, I think if I just had to say it in a few words, it would just be tackle play tougher this Packers defense is always I feel like and this is such an a easy way to say it but I feel like they're just so soft at times that they just play so far off the ball they don't play like they have swagger and really just go out and you, you see a lot of these really great defenses they're like a unit and they have so much confidence and they're so cocky and they just absolutely go out there and dominate and they play their asses off. That's what I want to see the Packers do. I want to see them play tough. I want to see them get some big hits, really put pressure on the quarterback, but it's just boring. The Packers defense is just boring. And I wish, and if Joe Barry called me, that's what I would tell him. This is not fun to watch, make it more exciting, do some flashier things, have some fun. And I think that would actually do well with that unit too in the locker room. Joe Barry, I feel like is so just very process driven. They're doing the same thing over and over and over again. And it's not working. It works. I mean, I guess it works every now and then, but over the long term, it, it's not sustainable. So that's what I would tell him. And then as far as best food related advice, I would say personally, my advice would be that every meal needs some sort of sauce or dip. So if you're having a burger, some sort of sauce. If you're having a chicken sandwich, sauce. Get that with, burger sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right into that one. <laughs> whatever. I mean, it's building my point. Wings, whatever you're eating, even salad, vegetables. <laughs> so, <laughs> sauce. You need a sauce or a dip. That, sauce. that would be my advice. Oh man, um, yeah. I mean, mine's relatively simple, and then I can get into it a little bit more if we want to. My, press and blitz. Press, press the edges. Blitz. Be, be creative. Just be better. Like the other thing about Petten. Like whatever you say about Petten. Like that dude ran some games up front. He came up with some creative blitzes, and Barry just never had. So I'm, I'm pressing. I'm blitzing. And also you can still live in so that quarters world that he wants to live in. Like that too high shell. They rotate a bunch. They, they're playing a lot of like. Uh, cover three single single high but they're still playing it out of like a pre-snap two high shell you can play that in a way that is aggressive one of the and as, as cody alexander i know robert mays has mentioned this on the athletic podcast as well is that one of the reasons you play quarters one of the reasons you operate out of that shell is because as a safety instead of if something after as the play starts developing instead of having to back up and get something you can play downhill you kind of you rotate those guys you're taking away some of those crossers you can be aggressive out of quarters even if you are playing off coverage at the snap so i just want to see that press blitz play downhill be aggressive simplistic calls let your guys go out there fly around you've got athletes let them be athletes and if they're going to be they're going to make mistakes make them 100 miles an hour that's it's basically what floors a bunch of sim pressures what flores is doing mug the a gap every single third down bring pressure on that once or twice a game enough to keep them like enough to keep them off balance but you're mugging all of the time don't play off 10 yards on third and four you can, oh. but then as it, but then as it, as the ball snapped, you're playing downhill. You're, you're getting two up defensive linemen. That's right. 
It's four. Listen, I'm not getting into this. I'm not getting into I'm not doing this. I'm not getting it. It was a perfectly valid response. Um, food related Sorry. advice. Mine is just if you travel, I don't care where you travel. If you go somewhere, eat lo- eat at a local restaurant. Ooh, Ask, good. even if it's like at the hotel desk, if it, whatever hotel you're staying at, ask someone on the street. Hey, what, what's your favorite local spot? You will find some hole in the wall sandwich spot that has the best food you've ever had in your life. So I think that, that, that would be my make a point to do that and make a point to seek that out. Uh, and I kind of, I kind of agree with, with Sarah. Uh, if Joe Barry called me, what I would say to him would be like, go like uh high school girl style and just look at him and be like, you basic. That's exactly what you are. You need to just. And then go into what Dusty said. Like you need to do different things, man. Like this this league changes, not year to year, week to week. That's this week changes. You need to be able to do that. And the fact that year over year over year, this Packers defense is just so basic. They they give up the run all the time. They give up the pass. All the time, They're like, hey, we're 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 gonna bend. We're not gonna break. No, you're breaking all the time. You're bending and you're breaking. It's not great. So, I would say, you know, mix things up. Do some interesting things. Like, stop trying to pretend that your defense works because it doesn't. We've got three years of the fact that this defense does not work. So it's time to do something different. And as far as my food take. You know, I would say eat whatever the hell you like. People are going to argue with you and tell you you're stupid for the thing, you know. And and that's one of the best things about this podcast is that we yell at each other for our food takes all the time. But that's the point is you have your own opinion. You like the things that you like, so eat those things. All right, we got a couple more. Uh, Brian Hartstead. This season has been a challenge to find bright spots. Inconsistency is a result of youth. What would you say is our strength? Uh, food question, start, sit, cut, pie, cookies, cake. God damn. Uh, Dusty, let's start with you. What's the what's the strength of this Packers team right now? I very much enjoyed LaFleur's creativity. I think he consistently puts together some really fun stuff. Even when they kind of scaled things back and got a little simplistic, he was putting his guys in positions to make plays and getting them there in interesting and creative ways. So I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed that part. And I think as the season's gone on, I think we're starting to see as far as some of the decision-making strength, I think getting wicks out there for more snaps, like that's like, as far as what kind of what they were doing, I felt like early in the season, evaluating what they had and then seeing, okay, now, now what do we need to change? So I think some of the decision-making we're seeing on there, I think has been really good, but yeah, if I've got one, it's, it's the force creativity. I've, I've really enjoyed uh, this. The food was not that hard for me. I'm starting cookies. I love cookies. I love a good chocolate chip cookie. I'm sitting pie. Because pies are amazing. Pies are so good, but I can't pick up a whole pie and put it in my mouth. So I will just sit pie because cookies are a little easier. And cut I mean, cake. you're not trying hard enough there, my buddy. <laughs> I can. Listen, I can. It just takes a little yeah, more you work. You just said you can. So it just takes more work, It takes more work. You're going to be like Randy from the Christmas story yeah. where he just shoves his face in. Yeah, in, in two weeks I will be. That's correct. Uh, and I'm cutting cake because I don't know who cares about it. I will eat cake if it's in front of me. I'm never going to seek out cake. I do not care about cake. Okay. okay. I actually agree with you, Dusty. I'll, yeah. I'll go reverse on this question. My uh, start sit cut was exactly the same. I love cookies. Cookies are my favorite dessert. Um, 
it, very simple. You know, I like a simple cookie that's well-made, nothing with a, a bunch of frosting or crazy toppings on it, but I love cookies. It, it's just my favorite. So easy one for me there. And then, yeah, I, I don't like cake. Uh, I mean, cake is like my least favorite dessert. So it just goes to the bottom of the list for me. There are some, the only cake I really love is ice cream cake, but that's just ice cream. I don't count that as cake. Um, that's fair. That's fair. So, and so then pie just kind of falls in the middle for me. Um, but this was a clear, I love one and don't care too much for the other. So it, it was a bit easier than some of the other uh, difficult ones that Brian has thrown our way. And then as far as this team's strength, when, he's healthy. It's Aaron Jones. I mean, we saw it already this, this past weekend when he was getting more involved, good things were happening all around. And I really think he's the heart and soul in the locker room as well. And he, he's the guy, he's the best player on this team. And when healthy is their biggest strength. Uh, did you guys hear on the broadcast? I, whoever was, was calling the game, uh, when Aaron Jones got the ball he was like, man, he's like, you know, you just got, you got to have that on your play call sheet, get 33, the ball. And I sat there and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that has to be on your play sheet saying get 33 the ball? Like, that is the dumbest. Oh, I, I was very – like, it was one of those things, like, it, it reminded me of the um, – who was the ball dude who was the, the Bears coach that failed? Nagy, the BU. Yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, BU. BU on his play call sheet. And I'm like, it, that was the same thing. It was like, get 33 the ball. I'm like, come on. <laughs> this can't be. This can't be it. Like, you got to know that Aaron Jones needs to get the ball. Uh, what, are, what is the Packers' strength? I don't know. Giving up big runs? Like, what? I don't think that they have a strength right now. Right now, they're they're lacking identity. They are trying to figure out what they are on offense. They're trying to figure out what they are on defense. I mean, it's been three years of trying to figure out what they are on defense. So, um, I mean, to me, it, like, they don't have a biggest strength right now. It's sad to say, but they're figuring it out, and that's the reason that the, that their record is what it is. So I don't think that they have a, a, a greatest strength. Uh, mm -hmm. Starts at cuts. I will agree with you guys, cookies, number one, but I will switch it up and say cake is number two. Um, I love a good molten lava cake where you like cut right in and then the chocolate falls right out. Uh, that is one of my favorites. And I will just say like, I feel like pie versus cake, you can have, it's harder to mess up cake than it is to mess up pie. I'm like, not you making can have it, a, I'm eating it though. Right. But you can have somebody that makes just a horrible pie. It's hard to make a bad cake. I don't know. I've had bad cakes plenty of times. <laughs> I have also made bad cakes. <laughs> You've made bad cakes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. To me, like I just I prefer I prefer cake over pie. That's just that's my preference. So that's where uh, we differ a little bit. Um, and we got one more. Uh, this one's from Dave Hahn and. He kind of has a, a big question, so I'm going to try to condense it a little bit here because he had a great food question. But um, Dave wants to know, like like we've all talked about this episode, it the Joe Barry experiment should be done. It should be done. We all agree that it should be done. Um, but he kind of wants to know, like, who's the next man up? And we talked about this before the episode even started, and my response was it has to be somebody from the outside. 
It cannot be like an internal promotion. That's just they need a whole reboot for this defense. And so we kind of started talking, um, and a couple of names came up of, you know, a Robert Sala if the, if the Jets fire him. Uh, Evero would be a good one as well, Dusty. You said that one. Um, uh, who's the Chargers head coach right now? Staley. 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 Yep. Do, do we really want Staley? <laughs> if you yeah. want, like, def- defensive coordinator, absolutely. Head if coach, he's no. just focused on that, just, then okay. he'll be great. But Okay. So, yeah, those are kind of our, like, our three ones that popped up to us of, like, if it, – it's just really hard right now because we – all agree nobody wants an internal promotion. Like, that's not what the Packers need. They need a restart. They need somebody new, fresh blood. But all these guys have jobs right now. So it's very hard to pick out. Like, so this is us of, like, kind of guessing, man, maybe this could happen. Who knows? Um, So that would be a good one. Um, And then his food question was uh, a start-sit cut as well, salsa, guacamole, and buffalo chicken dip. Oh, my God. Gosh, this could be the hardest one we've ever got. I think so. Like that was my that Sarah and I both agreed. Like right away, we're like, dude, what? Was, oh, that's a tough one. Oh man. So, so, are you ready, Sarah? Or do you need yes. do you need a little time? I, I I think I'm ready. Okay. So all right, we'll start with you. I'm gonna play buffalo chicken dip because when it's good, it's great. And it's in the hall of fame. I mean, it's really hard to beat when you find a good Buffalo chicken dip. I'm going to sit salsa and I'm going to cut guac. (laughs) I like guac, but when guac is bad, like it's not good at all. I've had bad guac before where salsa is harder to mess up. So if I need somebody to come off the bench and, and and pinch it, then I'm going salsa. But this was horrible. If I if I could choose to start all of them, I would. Um, but that's not an option I, here. I would like all three of those at my table. Yeah, I, I would. If there was a dip, a trio dip that you could order, those would probably be the three things I'd order. Maybe in, instead of one, I'd have spinach dip or something like that. Um, but oh my goodness, this was tough. I'm playing salsa. Uh if oh I think, my god! If, if, if I think about my own life, if I think about what I do in my life, Ooh. I'm playing salsa simply because I love salsa. We do lots of taco taco nights. Always down for a good salsa, uh, and that's that's the one I have the most often. So I am Is going to keep salsa. Your water bottle tonight, or what the hell? No, man? listen, I listen. I have thought about this. This is as we said. I don't think there's a wrong answer here. This is very very tough. Oh, there's a wrong answer, and you just gave it. That's incorrect. No. That's incorrect. No, no it's no. not me. Here's it's not thing, me um, this you, time. Jesse, you eat what you, whatever you like, but you're wrong. I was going to say wrong. someone earlier this episode was just like their advice was to eat whatever you want and don't be shameful. I refuse want, to be shamed for this. But I refuse to be shamed. I this yeah. I, I I'm not having this, sir. I I like salsa. I'm playing salsa. I'm going to sit buffalo chicken dip because I love it and I still want it in the arsenal because it's something a little different. Uh, but I can't put it up over salsa. And then, yeah, I'm with Sarah. I'm going to cut guac. I love, here's the thing with guac. Like I love good guac. If you have it in the fridge, it doesn't age well. It goes bad pretty quickly. So you got to eat it. I love putting it on stuff, but I'm also not like, I don't 
ever really crave guacamole. I like it when I have it. I'm never really in a mood where I'm like, I really need guacamole right now. But there's times when I'm like, if I don't get buffalo chicken dip in the next two days, I'm going to die. Like I have had those moments. So that those salsa and uh, salsa and buffalo chicken dip, you could flip flop those. Those could get catch me on any given day, place it, whatever. But guacamole, I'm gonna have to cut. I feel bad about it. But I think that's the way this is going to go. Nobody's saying like, "Hey, do you want the three-day-old guacamole?" (laughs) Someone sometimes I do if it's in the fridge, and I'm trying. I need to cut that out of my life. This is me making a decision to not do that. It's the only option. But I mean, if if I'm being compared to these three things, I'm not thinking of the three-day-old guacamole. This is like the fresh guacamole. Again, I'm basing this on my life. I've done that. I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm just cutting it out of my life. I don't. I don't need that decision taken out of my hand. I cannot believe you went salsa first. That's the dumbest thing you've ever. That that's borderline like fun dip bad. That's no, how that, bad that choice like, was. You've never had good salsa, like I've good had salsa great on salsa. a regular basis. It doesn't basis. compare to guacamole. Yes, it does. Or buffalo I would, I would dip. argue that it absolutely does. It absolutely does. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry your life stinks and your salsa's bad. Like I'm sorry that that's <laughs> yeah, the way my you life live. stinks, but my guacamole is great. <laughs> Um, but I think what I will do, uh, I will just do, uh, Buffalo chicken dip. Number one, like that's my play. Like when you, like, like Sarah said, when you get a good one, oh my God, whatever you're dipping it with, whatever you're eating it with is always amazing to me. The, the sit is guacamole. Like good guac is way better than good salsa. Really? Mm-hmm. I've never heard you say that before. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. I know. I know. And uh, yeah, I will be sitting the, or I'll be cutting the salsa. So, well, yeah, guys, this has been. Uh, oh, he doesn't even let Dusty speak. Uh, what? <laughs> he did. He already spoke. What do you want to say? What do you want to say? Go ahead. Say it's a bad decision. It's a bad call. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Okay. Whatever you say, dude. Whatever Thank you. Say. You and your shitty ass salsa. You ever had like smoky <laughs> peach salsa? Oh my god, peach oh, salsa! Oh That's your go-to. Gosh. No, it's peach not like go-to. Salsa? I'm saying it's varied. You can get varied different kinds of salsa. You don't have to just live in a guacamole world. You can expand your salsa horizons. There's more yes, out there. I have than made just my own salsa, salsa before. Like I have gone. Like, have yeah. you done a smoky peach salsa, Steve? No. Okay. I have not. Okay. Then you haven't tried enough. You've not tried enough. Expand your horizons, sir. This is not where I thought this episode was going to go, <laughs> I, but I'm here for it. Sarah, as soon as we opened the episode, I knew where this episode was going. Salsa was the hill he was going to die on. Not the hill I'm going to die on. I'm saying you you need to vary up your salsas you eat. You got to expand your mind, dude. My brother. <laughs> Hey, I'll get some ayahuasca, then I'll get some peach salsa, and I'll see what happens. Now we're talking. Uh, now we're talking. Good? Yes, sir. All right. Then you uh, just may end up on a deserted island watching those movies after all. <laughs> watching watch, horribly depressing movies about how I'm going to die. Watch Seven on a like Loop that. in a dark room just eating oh peach God. salsa at it with in a my, spoon. Yeah, in my darkness retreat. <laughs> The only the only sustenance that I have is smoky peach salsa. Oh my gosh! Oh, that sounds like a dream. <laughs> okay, well, this seems like a good place to wrap this up. 
if you guys are still listening, thank you. <laughs> um, let's do some closing thoughts to get this. Uh, yeah, let's, let's get this thing over with. Sarah, what do you got for us? Um, my closing thought is just that I'm excited for next week uh, because it is our annual Thanksgiving episode. So if you enjoyed the last five oh, minutes God. of this <laughs> podcast, you will really enjoy next week's episode because we always do something a little special for Thanksgiving. We usually get a lot of Thanksgiving related questions in regards to food. We usually have some sort of power ranking or menu. You know, you have $10 and these foods are ranked a certain amount. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this. You know, I, we had our, uh, potluck, our Thanksgiving potluck at work this week. And I was like, holy crap, Thanksgiving is coming up. And you know what that means? It wasn't like, oh, I get to spend time with my family and have a nice meal. It was, oh, now we're going to argue on the podcast and it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm always. I always love our annual, our annual stuffing arguments. Oh Thanks, my Steve. God. Thanks, Steve. Uh, <laughs> my, I, I'm just. I just got my writing stuff. All I have is my writing stuff, Steve. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm promoting and the things Steve I have. Yeah, nobody care. cares. But I don't. Ahead, I don't ahead. have any. Ooh, I wrote for seventeen right articles now. for seventeen different websites. It's going. It's going to be a lot, but I'm not going to talk about all of them. Uh, <laughs> yesterday for Packer Report, I wrote about a triple option RPO uh, that the Packers are showing. They have not thrown it yet, but I think they will. Uh, also yesterday on Packers Playbook, that's on Cheesehead TV's channel, uh, YouTube channel, sat down with John Kuhn. We talked about three Jaden Reed plays. That was really cool. He's very high on Reed, so we talked about those three plays. And then at the end, I just was like, hey, talk to me about j- game scripting. What's that like? Uh, that's a question I've been wanting to ask for years. So that was fun. So we talked about uh, like the first 15 and kind of how that looks and how they use that and why it's not actually the first 15 plays and all of that. So that was a really fun conversation. And then today at Cheesehead TV, I've got stuff on – uh, the passing game, a couple cool designs. Again, some of the floor's creativity uh, certainly showed that this past week. So I've got some of those and talk about the general passing game and then other odds and ends here and there. We're talking Blade Trinity this week for uh, for watching stuff. So that'll be on Saturday. I love that movie with my whole heart. So that'll be out on Saturday. I'm very excited about that. There's a, isn't there a new Blade coming out too? Uh, it keeps getting pushed. It's been but it's delayed like next, 50 times. It's, I think it's 2025 now. It's like late oh, 2025. Yeah. I think it's the date okay. they're giving on that. Oh, but upset. It, it's, the cast looks insane. Like I'm very excited about it for whenever that sucker sees the light of day. Very cool. Well, um, thank you guys for listening as always. that's To me, that's my biggest takeaway, especially approaching Thanksgiving. Like This is so much fun for all of us to do, and we love the fact that people love listening to us and you know send us questions every single week uh, for to give us all this kind of jackassery to talk about uh, and argue about, and you know Dusty having his stupid ass takes. So, I mean, we really appreciate that. So make sure you continue to follow us on Twitter. Uh, that's at Sarah Kelleher four at Dusty Evely at Steve Perhatch and at Packaday Podcast. Um, we'll be back next week talking some Thanksgiving stuff, um, and very intrigued to see what happens in the Chargers game. So thank you guys for listening. And as always, go pack, go.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.